0: Hey there. I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher.
1: Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social
0: life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can
1: benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing.
0: Hello podcast people. Today we are talking with someone that I met on social media. And when I say we, I actually mean just me because Roberta is out with a sick kiddo. So instead of rescheduling, we decided to just go on with the interview. Um, So I'm super excited. Her name is Jules and this episode is going to be a bit different than the ones that we've done in the past because um, she's no longer in the classroom. Um, She decided to leave due to stress and manifesting in her in different ways, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to right now. She is still doing things within the education system, but no longer in the classroom. So today we're going to talk about how to create a stress management system in your career and in your life and um, how that can help you out in in your days, right? So okay, first things first, we would just love to know your story, why you got into teaching and then uh, what was the first inkling that you had that you needed to kind of get out of the classroom. Thank you so
1: much. I love being here. Um, and I actually wanted to go into teaching in sixth grade. <laughs> like sixth grade. I was this, you know, bushy tailed kid and was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. So I was in this for the long haul, which meant leaving the classroom was very abrupt for me, and I wasn't anticipating it. I was going to be in this forever, and I wanted to make it work. And every class that I went through in middle school and high school, I was looking at like, okay, what works? What doesn't resonate with the other students? I'm that weird kid that was in the classroom just hanging out with the teachers, (laughs) So, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us other teachers may be able to relate to as well. (laughs) But I, you know, started research young and I found that that was really my hobby was researching different things and I got really good at it and then I went into my English education degree and I honestly found that more people were telling me to stop going forward and finishing my teaching degree than telling me to keep going. Mm. And I thought that that was so weird, but it really made me go into education with clear eyes of mm. like, "Hey, this is what you're going to expect." And yet, I didn't, still didn't feel like fully prepared for that very first year. And yet, mm. I say that my first year was probably my best year teaching, and that is just so phenomenal because no one knows what we're doing in our first year. Yes. We're just trying to make it happen. My first year, um, is
0: like my. my first year. <laughs>
1: But I I was like, holding on to all of those things. And I had done all of this different research. And I was like, okay, now it's time to implement it. And I got to be in a portable. So everybody left me alone. That was probably my saving grace. (laughs) Yep. Um, But my passion was serving others and creating this holistic experience for students. And of course, that dream is now still very alive. It's just with a very different audience. (laughs) It's not with my, you know, ninth graders or 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders, any of the ones that I taught English to. But it's now for, you know, teacher businesses and for teachers themselves and making sure they have the, the support that they need. Now, I did hate leaving the classroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it it was absolutely horrible and i tried my hardest to get through everything and and really try to make a difference try to create that holistic experience try to bring the compassion into the classroom try to bring social emotional learning into the classroom and at every turn i felt more confined and restricted so much so that i felt like i was starting to become an ineffective teacher and I always put that up to uh, what I call a teacher gap. And the teacher gap is just, you know, you have these things that you're supposed to be doing. You know that you should be doing these things. These are the outcomes, the standards, the lesson plans, the admin work, the grading, the differentiation, the social emotional learning, feedback loops, and so on and so on. We have this long list of things that we need to get done. However, the gap comes into place because we only have so much capacity to physically do that thing with the time and energy that we have in one day or one week. And that's where we start, you know, doing things at home and it leads to burnout and we become more chronically stressed so much so that we don't even notice the systems. Mm -hmm. And I knew at one point that if I didn't take care of my own well-being, I was no help to my students. Mm -hmm. Because that burnout was just sitting in, I was cutting corners, I was getting very jaded. And those are some of those symptoms that you're like, okay, I need to stop and think, okay, what is happening to me right now? Because this is not who I am, especially when teaching is so embodied in our identity, as as we know as teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, So the moment that I woke up one morning and... (laughs) I had such a horrible vertigo spell that I was crawling around my house and could not move.
0: Oh my gosh. Could
1: not and I had to call a friend, she took me to the emergency care, but the the point of this story is not that I had vertigo because of chronic stress. I mean, yes, right. that is one point of it. Yeah. But that while I was in the urgent care, I was calling my school every like 10 to 20 minutes. Saying, oh, I'll be there by second period. Oh, I'll be there by lunch. Mm Oh, I'll be there by fourth period. And the fact that I was so anxious about missing a day of work when I had tons of sick days Mm -hmm. and that I was so anxious about missing a day of curriculum that I was willing to let my body manifest this type of stress in this way that said stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet I still wanted to prioritize work over my own safety and my own care. And that was an eye opening moment for me
0: mm-hmm. where I
1: was like, this is just going to get worse. I am to a point where I can no longer ignore this mm-hmm. to do something.
0: Yeah. So for you, your burnout, I just, I, I literally just got off an interview with somebody talking about stress versus burnout. Um, mm-hmm. But for you, your burnout manifested physically in your body. Um, for me it was my first year of teaching emotionally Um, I've talked about it on the podcast plenty of times but I was literally crying all day every day when I wasn't in front of people sometimes (laughs) in front of people Um, so like burnout can be physical symptoms emotional symptoms um, and also leading to I see a lot of um, like kind of, I don't give a crap attitudes anymore. Like it's not going to get any better. So what do I even care? What are you going to do? Fire me like that kind of stuff. All, all that. It spirals
1: down real quick.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very quickly. If you don't manage those stress symptoms, they, it turns, turns into burnout quite quickly
1: well, and so, it's hard to recognize those things right? because yeah. we're so used to it as teachers. We're so mm-hmm. used to having those pressures every day and we're so right. used to getting that stress. And that difference between stress and burnout is when that chronic stress,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: just one stress, one stress trigger, or one stress response cycle completed, but when that chronic mm-hmm. stress builds and builds and starts impacting your body in different ways.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes. So So awful and crazy and probably something that a lot of people can relate to right now. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So how long after that, did it take you to make your first, like, I don't think this is for me kind of move? Like, you know, like you're, you're sitting in the hospital and how long after that did you realize like, oh my gosh, I need to actually do something about this. Um,
1: I started planning to leave a few months after that because I started having uh panic attacks mm. when I was opening my email.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I started. I actually, I actually had one panic attack in front of my students. Okay. And I was writing on the board, and I started to feel a little light headed, vertigo, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I. That triggered such a stress response that I immediately got anxiety about fainting in front of my classroom mm-hmm. that I started breathing heavier. I started noticing the signs of, you know, a panic attack. I went over, like I, I gave my students something to do. <laughs> I noticed that I was moving slower. I went over to the the telephone and said, hey, um, but I said, I said the wrong words. I said, my heart hurts. Oh, no so they call the ambulance oh no and are running to my classroom yeah as I like catch somebody in the hallway just so that I can just decompress in the bathroom for a moment right and I like literally watch them run past the bathroom Mm -hmm. to my classroom yeah and are searching for me
0: right well because when you're in that type of um like anxiety stress situation your heart does hurt yeah
1: and you can't communicate that effectively right. in that moment. And I, I don't think that people, you know, recognize that as much. They're like, oh, what's wrong? And you're like, I can't tell you. Like, I would right. love to, but I, I can't tell you right now. I have, right. All of my cognitive functioning is taken over by panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had to take me down um, to the EMTs. And uh, then they drove me home. Uh, not the EMTs, uh one of my coworkers. after I said that I didn't need to go to the hospital because I was not having a heart attack. <laughs> and, um, so they drove me home and I was like, I was literally down there scribbling on a notepad. Like I asked for some paper for some sub plans for my students when they said that I was not going to be allowed to go back to my classroom. And so I'm just scribbling down notes and I'm like, can you bring this up to my classroom for whoever is like taking over? They have stuff to do today. Yeah. And when like, when I started to see the pattern at that point, I had to start making those moves. I, I knew that I was starting to feel the effects of burnout, the intense dread, that that fatigue, that chronic fatigue, not just I had a rough day, I'm just gonna, you know, go lay down, the I wake up tired I go through the day tired and I end the day tired and there's no coming back from that. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the panic attacks, the, the brain fog, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff was starting to build. And I was able to start to recognize it because I started Google searching and, you know, I said that my, my hobby is research. Mm -hmm. So I started just looking up whatever it was to kind of mitigate this and, and get me to keep going. And I knew that it wasn't enough because there were, that, that teacher gap was just so big.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, for, for me at the time, it was just too big for me to, to take on burnout at the extent of where I was at. Cause I let it go for too long. Mm-hmm. And then come in here and be like, oh, I, I found a few Google articles. Now I'm all fixed, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna work like that for the level of burnout that I was in. And mm-hmm. I really needed to take time away from that experience. Um, so by the end of the school year, I had taken a position at the university, which was fewer classes, less students, I got to create my own curriculum. There was a lot more freedom. There was less kind of like admin overhead and dealing with like the government type of stuff. So there were so many other things that were taken off my plate just by moving over to teaching at the university. So I taught there for about a a year and a half and then kind of transitioned into more Individual tutoring and uh, working adjuncting at another college and uh, starting, you know, my businesses.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I think that's a really important. I want to just backpedal one step. Mm-hmm. So you said the level of burnout that you were in, it was too hard for you to come back from. So I just want to ask While mm-hmm. if you had caught it earlier. Do you think that you would have been able to kind of fix it on your own or get the help that you needed to put like, but you say you work on stress management plan. So like to put a stress management plan in place yeah. for you at the time, do you think you would have been able to do that and then pull yourself out of burnout? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I notice it in my business now. Uh, I yeah. start feeling mm-hmm. those same symptoms of stress right. because stress doesn't go away. We right. can't, no. we can't just get rid of stress in life. Well, right. in
0: life. And, and right. we, don't, we don't ever have like perfect work environments where everything is butterflies and unicorn parts <laughs> all the time. Right. So there's always, there's always someone to piss you off. And there's always mm-hmm. maybe an administrator that you don't agree with, or a parent who sent you a nasty email, like those things don't go away. Yeah. Um, The triggers still happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, Um, And mine was like,
1: if I had what I do now, because now I have a stress management system because I did all of the, the problem and errors of of all of this stuff since that point in my life. um, And that's why I started tools of teaching is because I I figured it out and now I've been implementing it for the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And Every time stress comes up, I know that I have a toolbox of things to just choose from, not just one fix for every single you know, stressor point, but things that can be used more contextually. I was able to explore a bunch of options and figure out what worked uniquely for me. So that I could, whenever I feel stress, I go, oh, okay, I am, first, I am recognizing that I am feeling stress. I am recognizing and identifying how it is manifesting me emotionally, mentally, or physically. And then from there, I can take the context of like, okay, well, now what do I need? And I think that that is also so important that I didn't know before. Ask your body what it needs. Mm -hmm. If you can just ask your body what it needs, it helps so much. Like it gives you this little whisper of an answer. It gets louder over time, I promise. (laughs) But it gives you like this little whisper of an answer like, I need food. I need rest and not like the, you know, BS rest of I'm going to sit here and feel guilty
0: about everything I'm not doing. Telling yourself you're resting or you're like (laughs) scrolling social media, not like that kind of rest.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like an actual genuine rest where you're coloring or you're journaling or you're actively adding self-care of a skin routine, of taking care of your body, of creating a nutritious meal, but proactively adding self-care instead of just reacting to stress Mm -hmm. triggers. So I already know that I have all of these things in my toolkit that I practice daily. Mm -hmm. So when that stressor comes around, I can go, okay, I'm recognizing, I'm identifying and I'm implementing. Mm -hmm. And then I can process that stress response cycle and move forward with my day. It may take me a day to get over it, Mm -hmm. but I can manage it a lot quicker than I used to. And it doesn't build up that stress response cycle doesn't keep packing on top of each other and on top of each other and on top of each other because none of them are ever finishing.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I like what you said, listening to your body because we are so busy, 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 busy. Like even if we're not busy, like we do things to find like ways to be busy. Yeah. And often we don't ever like set the time aside to even ask ourselves like, what do I need right now? Mm-hmm. And not just asking ourselves that, but then actually giving ourselves a minute or yeah. two or 10 or 20 <laughs> <laughs> to actually like sit there and listen. Like, what do you actually need, because sometimes it's more than I just need food or I just need water. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we actually do just need rest for 20 minutes. You Mm -hmm. know, we need to sit there and listen and, and like actually hear ourselves. What is my body actually telling me to do? Right. You need the
1: quiet to be able to hear it.
0: Right. Yeah. If we're constantly busy with screens and busying ourselves and running around all over the place we're never going to hear it
1: yeah exactly exactly that's why I like I call it the whisper voice Mm -hmm. because it's just like you have like this like ego voice that's like really loud and shouting and being like I need
0: blah -blah. I need chocolate
1: and sometimes right oh yeah (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. we can hear those ones really well can't we like I need ice cream right now like the cravings are at the forefront right or i need but then the whisper voice in the back very right.
1: very slight of just being like you know maybe we should just sit down
0: Right. <laughs> just tell that chocolate to take a seat
1: <laughs> let's go back in 20 minutes and see where we are
0: Right. <laughs> uh, okay um you've kind of told us a little bit what you're doing but go a little bit more in depth like what are you doing now a little bit more in depth you you've talked about a little bit
1: um so I I of course didn't leave education entirely um Mm -hmm. I just kind of (laughs) sidestepped so I was doing uh freshman composition at a university so I was teaching uh those first year students as they come out of high school and it was a really good transition for me because I had just been working with high school students Mm -hmm. and I could see. How they move into the next the next piece, okay. but that was a short term piece. There's a lot of things about collegiality that I could go into right now, but um, that didn't work out for a long term position. So instead, I was like, you know what, I'm doing really well with this individual tutoring thing where I help students with their um, college essays and give them feedback on their college essays. Um, that like, okay, I'll go there. And that was kind of my first business. And then that transitioned into the stress management coach. And then now I'm actually, as of, you know, a month ago, (laughs) I just started a second business for business consulting to help startups with a work-life balance focus and that that compassion-centered and client-focused instead of the profit-focused piece. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I teach teacher business owners um, about stress management and creating that work-life balance and I use my you know passion and skills in curriculum development and on online universal design for learning and my you know graduate certificate in teaching adult learners and I kind of put all of those together to create memberships courses or even right now I am Um, I have this free resource hub. That's just all stress relief um, resources. And every month I add a new one and anyone on my email list just gets all of those every single month.
0: Nice. Awesome. We will um, link that in the show notes as well. So everyone can go check it out. Awesome. Um, All right. So what are some other warning signs that you see that um, you tell teachers to look out for that we maybe haven't talked about yet um when they're feeling super stressed and overwhelmed um I think it does go back to like the take the actual
1: break um (laughs) not the 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 restless I'm worried about everything break but like taking time for yourself and understanding that that is valuable that is needed and you deserve that time Um, Because I I think that we need to be reminded of that when it comes to stress management. But other than that, what I do is I, I have the teacher life balance system, which is understand everything that you can or you need to understand about stress and how it works so that you can identify when it's happening. And then Um, reflect on how you handle stress, what are your current coping mechanisms, which ones, you know, might be good and which ones might not serve you as best. And then, you know, explore different options. Explore all of the different resources, build your own kind of toolbox for what is going to work for your individual um, situation and different contextual factors that you learned in your reflection piece. Then build those habits into your daily life. Mm-hmm. Try and work daily on stress management instead of just reactive stress management, mm-hmm. and that is what is going to curate the stress management system to help you whenever stress kind of happens. Yeah, I mean, they oh, can there also things- uh, take stock of those physical symptoms, like we were yes. talking about. Yep, um, not just the emotional ones. So, like asking yourself, "Where do I feel tense? Um, how am I reacting to stress?" is it more intense than normal? Cause then that'll tell you like, where are we in the stress response cycle and is it kind of going toward burnout or are we okay right now?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there any other like physical symptoms that you can think of for people to look out for or emotional symptoms?
1: So emotional are usually irritability. Um, I don't want to say skepticism or like jaded that seems very intense but like like you were talking about before where you're like well why does it matter that mm-hmm. type of feeling mm-hmm. um you could also look at like are you dissociating more like on your phone or mm-hmm. in your house or trying to stay busy in order to avoid thinking about the stress that you're under um, mm-hmm. if you're purposefully avoiding anything um you can also identify like which stress response you're in are you in freeze uh fawn flight or fight because there are four of them (laughs) and most people only know the first two uh fight flight (laughs) so if you can identify which one you're in that will really help you with how to respond because if you're in a fight mode then move your body Mm -hmm. just move your body um create some sort of physicality um do a body scan and make your whole body really tense and then let it go Um, whereas like a freeze response you might just need to lean into it and take a nap (laughs) 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 Uh, or a you know, uh, a fond response, you may need to take some time to journal or meditate on that people pleasing that is happening. And why are you letting those boundaries kind of be crossed and, and how can you maintain them more? Um, whereas in flight, going for a walk, um, running, um, Doing something that is avoiding or moving away in, in a healthy way. I don't mean like avoid everything. I just mean like take that trigger and be like, okay, I need to pause from this right now. I I need to recognize that I am currently safe, and just reminding yourself that is also very helpful. Um, I know when I'm having a panic attack, if somebody tells me, you know, you're safe right now, it's okay. You're going to be just fine. Um, my brain takes a little while to actually process that statement, but it does remind me like I'm not facing a deadly situation right now. Mm -hmm. I am actually safe so that I can calm down enough to move forward and get whatever resource I need in my toolbox to help me process.
0: I think that's a good thing just for like teachers and parents to remember to tell somebody else in their life too, that might be having a panic attack or like having a really over anxious uh, situation Uh, because we we can have like those students in our classroom who might be going through a panic attack or um, we have kids in our classes who are maybe showing uh, symptoms of like a panic attack or something but Mm -hmm. even just like a simple statement like that like you are safe it's okay Mm -hmm. um, could really help them just kind of get through the situation enough to be able to like walk out of your room and go somewhere else so they're like maybe not in front of their peers having a panic attack or whatever. versus
1: the just calm down which is not <laughs> helpful for anyone
0: <laughs> why just, did, Why? like I do that all the time as a mom like that's my first why do we do that <laughs> like
1: we know it's not helpful Like we're just like the outcome is to calm down but right. like for whatever reason in your brain telling me to calm down just makes me more anxious oh, I
0: know. oh yeah I know it totally like just makes me more mad when people tell me to do that <laughs> What? why would I like not if I'm like <laughs> having a panic attack but if I'm like you know in a really like heightened like <laughs> and someone tells yeah. me to calm down I'm like no this is not a time to calm down I'm mad <laughs> I'm allowed to be mad <laughs> Wait, don't tell me to calm down uh... yeah yeah
1: and I think it's like so I was actually known at my school from my students um as like the the classroom where emotions were okay. Mm-hmm. Um because I would be able to pinpoint a panic attack that is about to happen but has not yet occurred. As for Maddie. To where I was able to like get the student out of class before they even like started to have the panic attack. And so I was like, hey, can I just talk to you outside? And then we would go outside. We would do a grounding technique. I would have them try to talk it out if they could. If not, we would just go back to that grounding technique of like, okay, what do you see? What do you smell? What do you, you know, do? (laughs) What do you need to do right now? All of those things so that you're able to, um, you know, calm them down and and move them forward.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love that because um, there's there's a lot of classrooms where it's not okay to show your emotions, mm-hmm. unfortunately. unfortunately. So that's awesome. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell us? Um, otherwise, we would we want to know where people can find you where we can, we'll link your, um, your resource in the show notes, but oh, the resource where can we find you? And is there anything else you want to tell everybody?
1: Um, yeah, so you can find me, um, at Jewels of teaching, um, on Instagram at the Jewels of teaching at Pinterest. And, and then of course my website, www.jewelsofteaching.com. Jules is spelt like my first name, which is J E W E L S. But, um, Ultimately, on each of those platforms, I'm just trying to share as much information as I can about understanding stress, so that you have the um, the piece of identification um, before moving into you know that exploratory resource area. The hub is for the expo- exploration.
0: Awesome, love it. Um, we love to ask our interview wheeze I almost said that wrong (laughs) some final questions are you ready for some rapid fire questions I'm ready let's do it okay so what are you most grateful for in this season of your life right now
1: um well actually my word of the year is luxury and it's less in luxury of like I'm just gonna spend all of my money but more like (laughs) how can I impact my life and enhance it So like more nutritious meals and, you know, taking time to take care of myself and really implementing all of these stress management things to make my life better and make me feel fancy. (laughs) So I'm grateful that I have the capacity at this point in my life to to be able to do that. Um, And and that's, that's really what I always come back to whenever I'm doing my gratitude practice is like. I live in my own abundance within myself. It's less about the material things around me and more about like, how can I find beauty in the world?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Awesome. Um, what book are you reading or what podcasts are you listening to right now? Um, book is
1: called, I believe it's a story of a brand. Um, so I'm trying to learn a little bit more about branding um I did start discovery of witches as well <laughs> um, what but is it's, that been, about? it's been very slow so I honestly couldn't tell you <laughs> I'm in chapter eight and they're just randomly talking about like going to yoga and like cool. doing research in Oxford and I'm like okay <laughs> yeah
0: um, I don't think yeah, I'll be so that one's taken
1: a little bit of a break, and I'm focusing more on the non fiction right now,
0: <laughs> sure, yeah, um, what is a daily routine or something you do to take care of your mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual self that you are particularly proud of? So I know it's gonna be hard for you, but pick one thing um I purposefully.
1: Uh, like, and very intentionally try to take time every day to just rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been very hard in my life. So, oh, yeah. the fact I that I am allowing yeah. myself to do it right now means so much to me and it helps my physical, it helps my mental, it helps my emotional, it helps everything mm-hmm. because I'm able to just kind of sit, whether it be in a meditation or through coloring. Cause I got into that for a really quick minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and started even making some coloring pages for adults. Yeah. Um, but like whatever it is that I'm doing for that break, it, it may even be, I guess my definition of break is a bit bigger as well. Because a break for me might even be making a really nutritious meal because I know I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And it's more routine in my brain, I guess, um, where I don't have to like worry about, you know, thinking too much because it's something that I make all the time or mm-hmm. it's just following the recipe. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really taking up
0: a bunch of extra brain power once I get started. Right. Yeah. Yeah love that i oh i was thinking we had four questions (laughs) we only have those three um but yeah i totally (laughs) i totally relate to you on the resting thing i just started a social media fast and it has been amazing (laughs) (laughs) like i am getting so much extra rest time in without social media distracting me um it's it's amazing it's so amazing um and boundaries on
1: social media are everything I've got
0: like that little time clock on my phone yes you're like
1: hey I only got 10 minutes left and I'm like oh okay
0: (laughs) it's well and it's for me it's not even um I I was like going between two accounts and I it was just it was too much it was I was going crazy Mm -hmm. so I was like you know what new year I'm going on a social media break (laughs) 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 Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know I've been struggling with meditating and I'm like oh it's so much easier to meditate now when I don't have social media in front of me distracting me all the time and yeah so Call into <laughs> I the totally void
1: easily. I mean that yeah. is what they're made for but <laughs> oh
0: yeah 100% awesome well this was great um I could talk to you all night because I feel like we do the same thing all day long and Mm -hmm. like we talk about the same thing and we think the same way (laughs) and I love it and I hope you guys all check out her Instagram page her website that's cool that you have Pinterest go check that out that's awesome um and yeah we are so grateful for you listeners thank you so much and thank you Jules for joining us today you're very welcome glad to be here bye We wanna thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at theteachermamaspodcast at gmail.com or theteachermamaspodcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, Don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget
1: to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show
0: notes for our handles.